just absolutely mental if you give it the beans. Got up to second gear and, mate, I wasn't even going straight. I was literally spinning it up. Not even on purpose, like just to see what happened. Greetings fellow listeners and riders. This is the latest instalment of the Moto Chronicles. We are at episode 26 uh, and you are joined by the 1800 Customs team. That's right, there's three of us today. It's not just the Tom Charlie duo. Ryan joins us on this episode um, as we mix things up. We get a report from Charlie from the Salon du Toulouse, the Lyon motorbike show. Um, so expect some ride reports as he test rides some bikes uh, and some first impressions of some new models out there as well and just some overall feedback from that which is great and then uh, Ryan and I cover the resurrection of his bike the old faithful XR125 that hadn't been being so faithful recently um, and we also find out if someone pisses the bed and if someone shits themselves this episode is proudly supported by none other than Goetcher's Ales, as I currently sit in the office of the brewery piecing this thing together, which is turning out to be an absolute task because once again we are battling with connection issues, so I'm trying to make this sound as seamless as possible, but uh, no doubt you're going to see straight through that. The Moto Chronicles is also brought to you by none other than Charlie's very own Will I Ski which we will be heading out to stay with Will I Ski, me, Ryan. Uh, Charlie's obviously going to be there, and there's going to be a whole gang of other people there. We've got Penfold uh, and a few other faces, so um, no doubt you're going to hear hear a bit of a, a bit of a riot on uh, the next podcast. We're going out there in four days' time, um, so we're going to have the full 1800 Customs team there, minus George. Sorry, George, but you decided to go snowboarding in teens, so, you know, can't help you there. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be back together, 1800 Customs, at 1800 meters uh so yeah that is all thanks to charlie at will ski so go and check them out on instagram facebook uh, and on the website willisky.co.uk um for the very best catered ski chalet holidays uh in laplan in the paradise ski why would you want to ski anywhere else that's about it for the uh babbly old intro let's get straight into the episode um we can catch up with charlie about the leon show and we can just get into this one with the three of us. Let's go. Bloody hell, that's been an absolute pain in the arsehole. I think that took about half an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's taken a while. Yeah, Fingers well, here we go then. Shit internet's pissing me right off. What, your 4G? Did you even get my, my bottle crack there? I did. Oh, there we go. That's all right then. I think you have a mic. Oh, what have you got, Chaz? Good old Shimei. Oh, Shimei. Me and Ryan are about to split a left grande. Ooh, a left grande? What, a blonde one? Yeah, that was just my idea of I... saying it was a massive bottle of left. Yeah, I've got a blonde <laughs> Shimei as well. What, a couple of blondes then? I always just <laughs> call it left. Is it left? What would you say, Charles? Um... I think it depends how many you've drunk. <laughs> well, right, right now, right now it's pretty civilized. It's a left. Sounds good. Yeah. How was your sushi then? Anyway, you posh bastard. Phoebe's been cooking a lot of it. We're not cooking. So have to cut the I was been cooking it. It wasn't from like the the super you special. No, she's been making it. Oh, that's pretty fancy. 
I know. Yeah, it's been good actually. But um, yeah. yeah, so just down some of that, and then uh, yeah, well, I've been sat here for ages. I'm in the hallway in the apartment. <laughs> Are you actually? Yeah, and I'm by the door, so the the laptop is like up against the door, and then I've got oh, a chair fine. from the dining room, the laptop, and the um, microphone on, and then I'm sat on the swivelly chair at the bottom of the step. <laughs> This is a really pro setup. Yeah. Um, so that's well, probably anyway, why the got... not working. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, we're going to have a sip anyway, so Sante. Oh, yeah. I already have. Sorry. Sante oh. the gear. Sante. Hmm. That reminds me. Um, I keep forgetting to tell you, but I have to do a bread order every day on the laptop now. And um, Bread order every day? Yeah. So this we people now so you have to order it every day wait is that is the harley me. guy not down at the spa anymore he is not no harley woman oh no wonder what's happened there harley. well it's been taken over by someone else i think as a franchise type thing so, oh, um, so they've just ridden, they've just ridden off into the sunset on their harley well no the harley woman has been moved up to the spa in center oh so she's had a promotion <laughs> Oh, she was good. Yeah, she was funny. I keep seeing it every now and again. (laughs) But um, I, yeah, so I have to email this bread order through, and I've been ways to email them. So I'm always (laughs) like, oh, c'est soir, le gars, and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm what? That's pretty pretty funny. Oh, I thought you said I'm breaking up. I was like, oh, no, 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 we've still got you. Oh, that's probably a better shout. Ryan's coming in a bit closer. Yeah, yeah Ryan is a little bit back. quiet, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, better. That is much better. Ooh, we're getting yeah, intimate. Yeah. Oh, we were face on face. Now we're sitting right next now to each other. Now we're side to side. Face to face. But now we're like, not more cheek to cheek. Maybe. If Dan walked be very confused right now. We're sitting so close to each other <laughs> in a lounge that's way too big. Just that like on the sofa. Yeah, in the corner area. That's so funny. We're not facing the TV either, we're facing the wall. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're uh, sat we're sat on the wrong wrong way on the corner sofa and you're sat in the hallway. So um yeah. Pretty plush studio we've got here at 18 on the customer, isn't it? I know. So where are you though? You haven't said told everyone where you guys are. Well, so yeah, we're at Casa de Rhino. Um, came over for another like, little bike night, little bike night mini. Petit a petty mini bike night. night. Yeah. <laughs> bike night petit. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Ryan basically well, I'll let you I'll let you you crack on with that, Ryan. I don't even know where to start. Well, why, why, why did we need to have a look at your bike? Uh, well, I hadn't ridden it since whenever the MOT went out, which was September. I possibly? think it was September. It was the same time I got the MOT on the XL. Yeah. Is exactly. that the MOT where you ditched Tomo? Yeah, yes. that's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Where... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Steady uh-huh. on, soldier. Well, come on, this again. <laughs> Until a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, Why so not had... Rumble Part 2? 
hadn't ridden it. And then uh, Tom came over last Saturday, was it? Last Saturday? Yeah, because it was after I'd worked with David because I came to watch the rugby. Yes. Yeah. Did. That was a naff game. It was flat. Flat. <laughs> flat as a pancake. Do pancakes on Tuesday? What? Yeah. Pancakes? Yeah. Uh, Which was three days later. Was it? Yeah, I think so. I remember having pancakes. Did you have pancakes, Chad? We did. We did indeed. All the guests had them too. Oh. oh. Yeah, we all did then. Three for three. Um, yeah, so anyway. <laughs> where, where were we? Pancakes. Um you hadn't ridden the bike. Yeah, I hadn't ridden the bike since, since September. And then thought, oh, I'll tell you September. what, I'll try and start it on. Yeah. Then I thought, oh, I'll try and start it on Friday. It'll be fine. It'll <laughs> go straight away, straight on the button. And uh, nothing, didn't do it. Well, I, I say nothing, it's a bit harsh. It, uh, didn't just do much. Didn't do much. Um, so we thought... Well, I, th- I initially thought the battery was fine. Because yeah. it hasn't been used in... September, October, November, December, like verging on five months. Yeah, and it's been a cold garage. So yeah, when it was freezing as well, it was like what minus five at some points, wasn't it? Yeah. So basically, I thought the battery was fucked. So I brought my battery charger over and plugged the battery in. Um, meanwhile, we just gave everything else a bit of a check over. Yeah. Um, and then after the battery was charged, tried it again, but it still didn't sound like that convincing so I wonder if the battery is just toast mm-hmm. but um, it was still getting a spark on the block but it wasn't doing a whole lot and then right. I was like right I don't know if the fuel might just be like dead if it's been sat in there that long or if it was bad fuel to start with or what I just don't just trying to do the thing but we had we had tried bumping it before that Oh, yeah, we had tried bumping. Which didn't and, work. And apple. So I had barely any carb cleaner. So we smashed some carb cleaner in the. Straight down the intake, basically. Yeah. And um, in the spark plug. Yeah. And it, it, it tried to go, like, fired like once. So I was like, oh, well, it's, there's nothing. And to be honest, I never thought that there was going to be anything categorically that wrong with it anyway, because it was running just fine. You rode it to the MOT, it had an MOT, and then you rode it home, parked it up. Like, nothing has changed. It just needs sorting out. Um, but anyway, on that particular day, we couldn't get it, couldn't get it going, and um, so we came back today for redemption. You got a fresh battery, didn't you? Yeah, luckily I was off this week, so I'd been out, got a fresh battery. Where did ordered. you get it from? Uh, Barney's bikes, actually. Chaz's Barney's bikes came in again. Yeah. yeah, they did come through. Yeah, for a little battery for the XR. Yeah, um, yeah. So I picked up a new battery, picked up a new spark plug. Ordered an 18 spanner because I didn't have one and I was using a 19 with some kitchen towel <laughs> to <laughs> take the spark plug in. And... A little bit of this um, and that coming up. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> um, uh, didn't order any carb cleaner because I'm a fool. So I bought one can, over. Yeah. You took the carb off anyway and it looked yeah, yeah. and it was still minters. So that's no problem. Yeah, I took the jets out and did like give them a little yeah, blow, I guess. Um, that just echoed had... so funny. Oh, did it? No. <laughs> yeah. I, I had I had put them sort of up to a light, and they were completely clear. So I I knew that it wasn't that. But um, yeah, we managed to get it. Well, I still managed to get it going. Well, I think <laughs> I think when so basically 
my because did you take the carb off by yeah so you took the throttle cable out yeah it was fully out yeah yeah so when we went out there this evening for redemption with the fresh battery and the fresh spark plug um it's when it went to fire it just absolutely revved its tits off and i was just like what the fuck why is it doing that but it was like redlining basically but with the airbox off so you thought it was just getting too much air so that's why it was oh off. yeah because we're taking the air because i was wondering if it was like an airflow thing or something yeah and uh, then anyway did it again and then i asked ryan again if, it, if the carb had been off he was like yeah and then i unscrewed the slide like the needle yeah and, the throttle slide uh no you have a button Ah, yeah, no, we're all right. Thanks, though. Right, Dan's just you just been invited for a shower. Yeah, yeah. Me and Ryan are just going, we're going to have to end the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> no bongos required. <laughs> bongos in the shower instead. Well, there's some bongos arriving. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was very distracting. Um, <laughs> yeah, the carb had been off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was like... So that throttle slide was in the wrong way. Exactly that. I was trying to ex- I was trying to explain. I was like, like because Ryan was like, no, 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 it went back in the right way. And I was like, yeah, but it could be 180 degrees out. No, I just didn't know. I yeah. just I didn't know that it had a way. Yeah. Old Rick, we've, we've all done that. I've done I've done it before. I've that's how I knew that that's what it was because yeah, I've done it. That's how I knew. Part, it's all part of doing it. So anyway, so the slide was in the wrong way. But f- oh, fuck me on a side note, fuck me, it was going though, wasn't it? What was red light? It was, was full, but but what? we had failed to do was open the garage door. So both garage doors were shut. So we were just <laughs> getting fumigated. Getting <laughs> I went and opened the garage door. I didn't realise how bad it was, but this plume... It must have looked like, fo- like stars, stars in their eyes. I mean, you just walking out of there. Like... That's so funny. Um, so anyway, yeah. must have been like, what? <laughs> oh, they were frothing it, I think. Um, just a red lining really loud one two five yeah I know <laughs> with the scorpion is it scorpion no black widow black widow, black yeah. widow. <laughs> baffles in now though Chaz you'll be pleased yeah. tonight so oh, I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> I before this I'd started to wonder because you know we had a bit of a chat on the uh, on the group when we were thinking it was like airflow thing it was a bit of a thing in, I know we're not there now, but like in Australia when people had left their bikes for like not very long, like mice and stuff had like crawled down the exhaust and got like stuck in there and stuff and died and like totally <laughs> airflow and stuff. And I'd wondered if something weird like that was going on. Yeah, right, have maybe. Have, have you ever heard of that and seen that? Well, I've heard of those like mouse nests and shit like that in the airbox and piss in the airbox yeah. and stuff like that. Just because where it hadn't even been moved or touched in so long, but um, I've got a side story on that. Oh, okay, we'll get into that. But it wasn't that obviously. So anyway, after we'd realised that the um, slide was in the wrong way, put that back in, and because it had already fired up ferociously, it started like straight up on the first button. No, well, not quite. Yeah, because no, the fuel tap was on. Oh yeah, but you didn't have, you didn't have much fuel. So it? so it was. I didn't really understand why because so I reset the trip every time I put fuel in it, and I know that it will do what more than forty eight miles to attack. I should do like 
120 or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. And there was, uh, yeah, there was only 48 on the clock. So I thought, ah, oh, there'd be loads of film in there. But I flicked it around to the reserve and it started on the button, didn't it? Mm. And then stayed going. So that's yeah. your problem. We don't know. A combination of what, I think. Because we chat, I think battery is probably number one. But because so many things were changed at the same time, it could have been a number of things, but I think mainly the battery. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I, it makes sense. I don't, because we put, I put the new battery in it and nothing happened. In the week. After I got the new battery, I put the new battery in there and nothing happened. Oh, yeah. And I tried, I tried bumping it and nothing happened. So it's a spark plug then? Well, no. I, I, but well, then the spark think... was... Plus, does, the original spark was um, igniting on the block, though. But I had, like I said to you, I had read on some forums that the... Sometimes under compression, even if the spark looks good on the block, it's not necessarily good inside. But my what I'm gonna what I think is is a combination of flat battery, no fuel, and, and shit spark and shit old fuel as well. Yeah, and I was that well <laughs> revving the shit out of it would have cleared yeah. any shit fuel yeah. out of it. So, um, but yeah, like it started immediately on the reserve. So, and then yeah, rode up to the petrol station, clicked it onto. Normal on fuel. Filled up with some fresh E5. And it was good. Yeah. So, yeah, we got it going. Been on a ride as well. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. So, like, we, I was like, right, it's running now, so it needs riding. You can't just, like, start it and then put it away again. So, we went out for a buzz. We didn't have much time at this point because um, Steve was coming to collect Eden. So, we went and there was this green, there's a byway, there's a green lane in Breadhurst, which is like the next little villagey bit along from where Ryan is. Cool. That we had seen before on the map. So we'd never never actually been down there and actually seen it. We've just seen it online or something. So like, right, well, it's only like five, ten minutes away. So let's just go and find it and see what it's like. Um but it's one of those ones where you're supposed to have like a permit from the council to ride on it. Oh okay. Oh Breadhurst, yeah. I think yeah. I've got that one. Yeah. What you've got the permit? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Is so, it a permit for every person, or is it a permit for a group? No, I don't know. It's a permit per person, but it's free. Right. It's real easy. Yeah. So basically, yeah, we just need to have a look at that. Um, I don't know if on the permit, if you get the code to open the gate, because it's got like a one of those stepped gates, or if you just have to do like a trial spec and ride over it. Um, I think. Well, I went when I actually got the permit. I got the permit for a long distance trial. So yeah. everyone was just going through it. And I think we just rode over it. But You would do, because it's like, do you remember when we did the Green Lane Day down to Dover, there was one of those ones where it's like, it's a pretty decent step, but there's no reason why you couldn't ride over it. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like that, but there's like a small ramp, like the like you're basically riding up a bank, and then you get to the gate, and then you have to do that step, and then you're onto it. Yeah. But it was one of those where it was like, we didn't really have that much time and there were a few like dog walkers and stuff around, so it was a bit like, oh, they didn't look happy that we were there. <laughs> now's now's not the time to be given that a go. So no. we'll get like get. If you get haven't the, got a permit as well, that's what I mean. I didn't want to. Didn't want to like. There's one thing like upsetting walkers anyway, even when it's totally fine. But when it's not fine, then you can't really back yourself. Whereas at least if yeah. you've got a permit, you can. Be like, oh, I've got the permit, and there was like loads of signs on the gate, wasn't there? There were like. Two like no vehicle access signs, then one from the cat, then another separate one from the council with loads of like writing underneath it and stuff. So, so anyway, so we we decided to about turn and go to the pub and get a pint of Guinness. So, 
There you go. Yeah. Sorted. Yeah, so I did that. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it, really. And she was just running all right after. Yeah, fine. Good. Yeah, a bit of fiddling with the idols. Bit of bit of fiddling with the idol screw, and we were away, weren't we? Yeah, just to get it running sweet. But yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking at it earlier, and it, like with the with the tires on, and and with that slightly smaller front wheel as well, I actually think it looks like a really cool little bike. Yeah, I think they're super cool. I like them a lot. Yeah, I think they'd be a good flat track bike. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. Like with that smaller front wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that, that was flat that track tires on it, and away you go. Yeah. That's it. Um, oh, nice. so yeah, that, oh, that's cool. That, eh? So a successful bike night. Yeah, yeah. Night. As well, because it was like a good excuse to like bring the fans out to work today as well, to then ride straight over from there to here. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Get the old tranny going. I know, because the weather looks really shit next week. Like, apparently we've got, like, snow and it's going to be all, like, slushy rain and shit. Oh, really? Because we're supposed to have loads of snow next week as well, fingers crossed. Yeah, I've tried to not not look at the snow forecast because I don't want to, like, jinx it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what it'll be, what it'll be. So Yeah. I was, whilst you're talking about snow, just a real quick one. So the new um, snow park over here is really good. In La Plan? Yeah. Is it in the same place? It is not. It's been it's the moved to the top of the um run. You know the really nice oh, really? Like, rollery bit. Yeah. That's where the snow park is. Montfort, yeah. Montfort, At the end of the um, drag, isn't it? Yeah, rope drag. Yeah. The long drag. Yeah, the rope drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, you do that rope drag and then you're at the top yeah, of that run. Shit on a snowboard because you can't quite get to the rope track unless you really give it something. You've got really good. <laughs> yeah. But then so it's over there now. Over halfway to the rope track. <laughs> and that's a walk in there. <laughs> good work. So yeah, anyway, so the snow park's been moved there, is it? It has, yeah, but it's like it's it's a proper one now. Like a really Does it take one. up the full width of the peak? Yes, and more. So you Ooh, that the top I really like that run. I know it's weird. Um, it's weird. It's a bit it's of gone. a like. It's a bit of a weird one because like the run was really nice, but also if it's a good snow park, then that's not a bad thing. But yeah, the run was really nice. You can run just go in between the bits because that that bit or that area is the like advanced park or whatever. So not it's not that busy. Park the left expert. of that is where, yeah, is where um all the like other jumps are the smaller ones. Yeah, it gets really busy. But anyway, my quick story was just that um, it was on Thursday. I'd recently gone through the Expert Park and um, I did the two jumps at the top, which were like relatively big. And then on the Thursday, I was like, "Oh, do you know what? I'm going to do the big one." So um, I went down there, and Phoebe followed me through the other two big ones and like cleared it easy. And I was like, "I can definitely do the big one then." Yeah. I was going down and it's got quite a long run in and Phoebe was like still at the side watching and she was like, you need to go faster. And I was just doing a standard, like probably been a bit too casual. Yeah. And I got to the takeoff, went up, went really high, like high to the ceiling, maybe a bit more and just saw. 
Just, oh no! Saw, just saw the flat landing coming towards me, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" Landed with a jolt directly on my spine, and then <laughs> then managed to ride it away. But it was horrible. Oh, at least you rode it out. I rode it out, but man, it was such a weird feeling in my back. <laughs> yeah, that sounds it was so high. It was literally. Like, yeah, if you just look up now to the ceiling, it's at least that high at the bottom of my board was. So have you been smashing have you been smashing park laps then? No, we've been I've been before that. Oh right, okay. But I just felt like confident to do it. Because the because yeah. the jumps are made really well. Yeah. Next time I need to go in at speed past the bit where you're meant to start from and then just keep going and then I might clear it. <laughs> yeah. So have you got is the where the old snow park was, is there anything there? Or is that just now just normal piece? What the one which one? Because they've moved From the you go up the no, uh, got the blanchette and then hang a ride. Yeah, that's um that's the old one. Yeah, um, is that still there? No, because they built a massive um reservoir there and then they moved it, didn't they, to the one you could see off of Colossus to the left. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just gone back to the normal run um, as well. Made this complete new snow park up at the top there. But it's pretty decent. I'll look forward to it. Oh, it'd be nice to go through there. Free stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was a funny story to say I landed directly to flat. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> not that high. No, not at all. But yeah, just that was a quick interlude of a random story. And then also, because no, it's good. just in keeping with randomness and because I'm in France, did you see on the Trello that I'd put up a little thing about towing with a motorcycle? That's so funny. <laughs> it literally just pulled up Trello as you were like segueing to that part. And Tom swiped up and went straight onto Trello, just as you said. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, I've seen that. That's but your so your motorcycle has to be of one two five cc or more. So, oh, does it say that as well? I didn't see. So yeah, so did you just put this link up for the towing with a motorbike thing because you thought it was funny that you actually can, or were you planning something extravagant? No, I wasn't planning anything extravagant. I just thought it was good because I started towing with the motorbike here and I was like, oh, it's actually legal. And I even measured it. Yeah, to measure the length from the rear axle and also the width of the trailer. And it was well in. Oh. Um, we've, yeah, anyway, we've absolutely bombed this left. Yeah, I've bombed my shimmy as well, to be fair. Yeah, Ryan's just going to get a bottle of rouge. So I think basically what I really want to hear about next is the Leon show. Yes. Are you happy to? Are you happy for that to be the next uh, topic? Yeah, definitely. So you would have already... I don't know, have you listened to the, the little bits I recorded whilst I was there? No, because I didn't want to... I didn't know... I didn't know, basically. I didn't know if that was allowed. Like, I didn't know what you had planned for it. So I didn't want to ruin any surprises or anything. So I've just, uh, they're available for me to listen to. And I can chuck the clips into this recording if we want to. 
Um, so yeah, I'll basically let you take the brain. What's funny about it now, though, is I'm thinking about that, and if I put the clip in, or if you put the clip in, you won't know what I've said. <laughs> I can listen to it before I put it in, though. Yeah, but we, you won't be able to respond to that right now on the podcast. Yeah, so we're going to be we're going to be responding blind now. No, but I can add a sound bite. I can do a separate recording of my reaction to your reaction. <laughs> Or I could just give you it now. <laughs> okay, so we're here at the Salander Two Rue. Um, I just recorded a nice little segment about the Tenere and then it fucking disappeared. So that's perfect. Batch has uh, disappeared off as well. I'll do a bit of an intro about him later, but yeah, he's not feeling too good. But um, yeah, basically um, I'm at the trail centre bit at the show. Um, you can hear the bikes going around behind me and it's fucking really cool. There's loads of really tight turns, like proper little adventure trail stuff so yeah really cool it's a shame we missed out on it last time but we'll do it again one day anyway time to report so first bike up for me was the Tenere 700 um which um I mean to start with I got on it and I was like it's sick like really cool um I missed out on the French introduction because I couldn't understand the word he was saying so I just smiled and nod and then um carried on so we got on the bike and the idea is basically you follow the instructor guy round first and then he um, shows you the way and then after that he just pulls off and you get to go around basically as many times as you want so I um, was doing that but I did notice one thing which was really making me nervous so the throttle response is absolutely ridiculous um, it's just a tiny fucking bit of power and it wants to go and I'm used to like clutch riding on the trials bike or whatever and which is what I thought I was going to be doing and I was trying it, but it's just fucking mental. Like, honestly, it's instant, like crazy. Right, so yeah, so I um, started following the guy, really twitchy on the throttle, um, and I was like, you know what, I've got to, got to give myself some time to get used to it. So I was playing with the clutch a lot, trying to like measure out the throttle and the clutch response, but it was still, again, just so nuts. But I was like, fuck it, I'll persevere. The guy's gone in now and I don't want to go back in already in case they take the bike off me. So I'll just get used to it. So in the end, I started doing about, I think I did four laps. Um, did the four laps. And is that, to be fair, it is really fun as well. Out, when you, there's a little section where you go outside too. It's just on the concrete. And, and yeah, it's a little bit slick out there, but I didn't realize until I got to the end that I was actually not going forwards. I was like kind of drifting, but really, really, like powerful acceleration like super fast so that that was really cool but um anyway um back on the trail going around there's a little bridge there's a bit to go over there's like a water section like sandy bits those are cool stuff and basically i was like right, i've probably had enough now because i was wearing myself out went back in and just went up to the guy and i was just like um like standard so and he said yes so i said um the throttle's got a really really fast response and it's i'm finding it difficult with my style of riding he's like you need to ride in second gear so i literally thought why didn't i think of that stuck it in second gear and i said can i have another go and he's like yeah go for it so went back out again second gear absolute dream really smooth like you would have thought it would shudder like or shudder like a tractor or whatever but it doesn't it was just really really good so i enjoyed that went back in told him it was much better then he just said it's really busy this afternoon so if you want to there's a world raid there have a go on that so i just thought why not i felt a bit sorry for batch on the side but i just thought no i'm gonna do it i was having a great time <laughs> yeah Kaz is razzing fast people were falling off <laughs> 
and then um, yeah got on the world road and it was like a completely different bike like low center of gravity so it was super easy on the tight bits the first gear didn't have the same problem i tried it in second as well um, and it was even better and yeah basically i really like both the bikes the, the standard tenere is much higher um, and it was slightly more difficult on the tight stuff but once i got it in second it was really good and the world raid i was a bit put off by at the start because it's so big but it's so balanced and i was really really surprised so i enjoyed that quite a lot but next up is going to be a zero which i'm really nervous of because like batch was saw earlier yeah there's this guy riding around he's an absolute weapon and uh he's making it look pretty scary but it's a cool bike he was just sat down like ragging it everywhere wasn't he but, yeah he, he nearly dropped it like four or five times but yeah so i'll see what that's like with no clutch but yeah that's going to be me in about six minutes so i'll see you in a bit bring on the bongos Oh, what, you're going to tell us the feedback now? Yeah, so, I mean, basically, obviously, like, before we went, we spoke about me, like, talking to people, like, doing some interviews and possibly doing bits like that. But, basically, yeah. it just didn't go to plan at all. So That doesn't sound like us. I know. So, at, base, at first, we obviously were going early. So, I kept changing all the plans and stuff on my end to make it work. And, eventually, I was like, right, I'm leaving at 7. And Batch was like, oh, cool. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I'm glad you got that. <laughs> um, what is it, right? So... Oh, we've got, we've got a bottle of fucking San Emilio on here. <laughs> oh, you've got wine? Yeah. Oh, you've cracked another beer, another Shimei, is it? It is. It's a Shimei Brun. Oh, you've gone for the Brun. Yeah, I've gone from the blonde to the Brun. <laughs> Yeah, um, so yeah, anyway, so you were getting up, you were getting up and going early with that. It's happened again. It's happened again. We're at the Leon show, or we're about to go. We've got croissants. Yeah, we got the bread and croissants. Yeah, yeah. We got croissants and bread in the truck, delivering to all the chalets. Then I get a text message from Batch because he was coming with me saying. I've been up all night with the shits and puking everywhere. Not ideal. Which is not ideal. So I was like, shit, one, is he going to still be able to come? Two, will I go on my own? And three, do I want him to come? Because I don't want to get the shits and be sick everywhere if I spend five hours in the car with him. Yeah. So anyway, I met, he messaged back and was just like, yeah, I still really want to come. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Perfect. Went down to pick him up and he was looked like absolute death, like white as a sheet and he's Mexican, so that is an <laughs> ideal. And yeah, he looks really bad. So anyway, he jumped in and I was just I like, hope Batch is listening to this. <laughs> yeah. So he really was just bad. Like... <laughs> he was I mean, yeah, he just was. It was terrible. So anyway, all like all the way down to the show I met, like turn nine, I was like, are you sure you want to come? Are you sure you want to come? You can get out at any point, jump on the bus. Are you sure you want to come? <laughs> I'll take you back up. Like all, just all the options. Yeah. And he um, didn't take any of them. I was like, no, no, I'll just come with you. So we um, had the windows open on the way and made our way to Leon. Um, so got there Wait, from and the it was like, how, that same how... 
Uh, it's just under two and a half hours. So it's not a mega, not a mega mission, but it's a day out. No, it's not a mega mission. It's not when you want to do something, is it? No, not so. So yeah, we got there and had that usual like buzz. And like I said before, I'd booked some test rides as well. So I was like really like buzzing for that. Really stupid because in the car park. I got out of the truck, put on my motorbike boots and my motorbike jacket and then got a helmet out of the car and then started walking into the show like like I'd ridden there. But you just walked from the truck. <laughs> but I just walked from the truck. So everyone yeah. must have been like, who the fuck's this guy trying to look cool at the show? No, um, no I wrote it. Did you wear the white? Uh, just the black one. Oh, the black one, yeah. Yeah, with the peak. Yeah, that's it, the upside down peak. Yeah. So, um, went into the show and Patch was still feeling the absolute dog idea. So, we were queuing up to go through with our tickets and he was like, Charles, I've got to go to the toilet. And just like ran off. Ah, had to go. I know. <laughs> So, um, thing. yeah, anyway, <laughs> so we eventually got in there and, um, yeah, it had like just that same feeling, even though I'd been before, it'd been a couple of years, obviously you came. Yeah. Um, it's just absolutely massive. Like, I, I, no I'm still, way. I was still shocked about how big it was when we went. Yeah. Because it's massive. And I was yeah. literally the same this time. It's so overwhelming that like, you don't know where to start or what, what to, to prioritize do. Or... And yeah, and also because I, so that was part of it. Like obviously in the back of my mind, I knew I didn't want to make Batch stay out like all day because he was feeling shitty. Mm. And then also, I still don't even think, I think you need a couple of days to really. Oh, like, definitely. Like when we do went, the whole we're... thing. Like you definitely didn't appreciate, like, couldn't really do everything. Because we watched the Wall of Death as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And we did that first, didn't we? Almost first, because they were doing. I think we did. That, yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. There's but, so much um, to do. Yeah. Go on. Carry on. Anyway. Yeah. Right. It's just mental. Like, if you I'm really, just getting excited think, thinking yeah, about it. Again. I know. <laughs> If you really want to take it the full experience in, I'd, yeah, you definitely need a couple of days. And also, one thing that we always miss out on going on the Thursday is the um, like Supercross. Oh, shit, yeah. So if you went on like a Saturday, yes, it'd be mega busy, but like you could get there and be there all day and then finish it up with, off with watching the Supercross as well, which would be awesome. Yeah. Obviously, Saturdays aren't ideal, but no, not when you're doing changeovers in the shallow. No, but yeah, basically, it's just an overwhelming thing. But it was really good. So, um, went in. The first bike I sat on was a um, one of those retro Kawasaki Z900s. Do you know what I was about to say? Is was it a quack? Because I remember the first bikes we sat on last time was a quack because they were like the first stand as you go in. Yeah, yeah, and they still work. But that's because we went down the middle, which is where we were. Yeah, and um, um, with the was it with that like green fairing with the white stripe? 
Um, yeah, I believe so. It's the re- retro one. Yeah, yeah. With the kind of fairing around the light. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like those actually. Yeah, that was yeah, they're cool bikes. And I mean, I don't really remember what it was like sitting on it, but it was cool. <laughs> and then I said to Batch, this is this is what you do all day. And he was just like, Oh, yeah. Like totally fucked. <laughs> <Poor. laughs> I felt so bad for him because he was actually looking forward to it as well before we went. Like he was like well up for it. Yeah. But then like all the guests in the chalet were getting sick and he just I think he just knew it was gonna happen because it's just absolute sod's law. Yeah. But um anyway, so did that and then so my first test ride was booked in for eleven and we walked in at probably like quarter to ten. So Oh right, so you had a bit of time. Yeah, we had a little bit of time. So I was just like, well, let's just go and scan about and see where stuff is, like figure out where the trail area is and just go and have a look around. So we um that's what we did, grabbed a coffee and I was like, but do you want one? Obviously, no way. Yeah. Um, Last thing you want then we saw Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to make it worse. Um we found the Wall of Death, which was in pretty much the same area as it was. Did you watch it again? Um so no, not at that time because um didn't have the next one was at eleven o'clock. Oh, okay, yeah. So we had to, and I'd actually booked in for like four test rides and then prioritized three. So, was what, were the four that, that. what were the four that you booked on for, and what were the three that you chose? So, I booked on for Royal Enfield, um, Himalayan because that's what we saw. So, I just assumed that was like that's the first one I found online basically because we'd seen yeah. that previously. But then, as I searched more, I realized you could book on to loads of different ones. So, I booked onto the Royal Enfield Himalayan. Then I found a KTM 890. Ooh. Yeah. Then I found a Zero. Yeah. And then the Tenere 700. So that was what I'd originally booked. But all the slots were like all through the day. And the last one would have finished at like four o'clock. And I was just thinking like that's really annoying because it's quite late and like this was before we even got there. I was thinking it's quite late because I want to be able to still get back at a decent-ish time and avoid the traffic going through Chambry and stuff like that. So yeah, even though it was open till late, I know I was never going to stay that late with, with for someone else, especially who wasn't like that keen into bikes as well. Yeah. And then anyway, so I'd already cut it down to three. So um, before I arrived, so I got rid of the Himalayan because we'd already ridden the. Scram, the, the, the Scram and the Malay, yeah, which is basically the same bike. Yeah, so I'd already nailed it down to three, and then that was it. So we carried on looking round. We started heading towards which, what we thought was the trail area, which was that cross track. Oh. And then, um, <laughs> <at like five. laughs> Imagine taking the Himalayan over a super cross track. I oh, know, just smashing up some massive doublets. Yeah, <laughs> just. Hammering it through the work, everything <laughs> falling off it. Yeah, God. Um, but um, so yeah, Batch was like needed to go to the toilet again. So I was having a look at the map, and I was just like, "Wait a minute, it's my, it's the other end." And there's actually seven halls there. So the supercross and the track was in hall one. So I was like, I didn't know how it worked. So. I basically was like, I need to get there to make sure I get there on time. 
So we started like trudging back through. And um, again, you still can't take it all in because it's just absolutely mental. But on the There's way so back, much actually, there. yeah, just going to cut in. The Honda stand was there. And I was like, as soon as we finish doing this, I'm going to have to come back to the to see the trams out. So did, okay, yeah, well, we'll get back to that. Yeah, so I wanted to see the trams out, but yeah, anyway, I need to get back to the trail area. So after all that, it turned out that I'd swapped times around and whatever because I'd figured out we'd be leaving early. And the first one was going to be the Tenere. Yeah. So got to the trail area and was what we were watching a few bikes and people falling there off. There were people riding really... Tenere's round at that time? Uh, there was a guy riding a Tenere, yeah. And then there was a crazy old guy on, on, one, on a Zero who was just... Like trying to like super cross it, like sat down, trying to spin it up everywhere. He kept crashing every like two seconds. It was just absolute carnage. Nice. How old are we talking? And he must have been like 60 something. <laughs> just some crazy French one. <laughs> yeah, literally. He was going, it was like jumping over the bridge thing. <laughs> I remember that bridge from last time. I know. They were like, when you go up the bridge, make sure you go up at a steady pace, like just and then come down the other side because you're meant to pretty much stop at the other end so that you can let people go through if they're going mm. the way. And he was just literally like trying to launch over this thing. <laughs> it's absolute chaos. But um anyway, so I went up to the Yamaha stand and I was just like, Paul everyone great. <laughs> and then one guy came over and was like, Yeah, I speak English, like how can I help? And I was like, I booked into the Tenere test at 11. What do I need to do? So he said, go and see this guy and then fill out your disclaimer, blah, 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 blah. So I did that, went back again. And I was like, what do I need to do now? And he was like, oh, you need to wait for the guy to show you around. And I was like, perfect. Where do I do that? It was a bit like, a bit loose. So Is it, Was it as loose as when we rode the scrams at the Malay and we just turned up and we was like, can we give them a ride? And they were like, yeah. Pretty much. But yeah. It was, it was just you had to fill out your details on an iPad instead of a bit of paper. Yeah. Anyway, it was really... They didn't check any of my stuff. Like, I had my driving license and everything ready, and they just didn't check anything. Batch could have ridden. Oh, he should have done. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Can you imagine the first time riding in ages and just jumps on the tenor and shits himself down the tank. <laughs> I know. And also, like, the track was... Like, it had, like, proper, like tight turns on it, it had the little few features like steep. yeah and like there's a water puddle you had to go through with like deep ruts on the other side like it was pretty oh, sketchy sounds good. yeah yeah it was good it was really good but anyway so i went round and it was me and another guy and the and this guy in the trials this old guy and the trike with a um, trials helmet and then the, this other guy turned up and he was like right so he, well, he was French, so he just spoke to everyone in French and was telling them the rules and all this stuff about what you have to do. And I was just sat there like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just <laughs> going to like, figure it out and follow you guys. So he he just went, was pointing at bikes and basically saying to me in French, what one do you want? Like, there's a lowered one, standard, or the rally bike, the rally Ooh. Tenere. Yeah. So I was just thinking about it, and I was just like, I was going the rally one. So 
went on the ride and I who also did offer me the world raid, but I was like, I don't want to ride that because it's too big. Yeah. But anyway, so I got on cooler the ahead of there the though. This one. Sorry? It's cool that they had the world raid edition there. Yeah, they had like three world raids and like five or six of the other tenores. I really like the world raids. Yeah, they're cool. So anyway, he um, so I went on the rally and I couldn't. I when I sat on the bike, I was like on proper tiptoes. Really, so it's really quite tall. It's really tall, and yeah. then basically he got on a bike and then he was just. I just said to the other guys, "You like you go first. and I went at the back, and then we started going round. So, I but I noticed, and I, I mean it's a bit annoying because. I mean, you could always stick it in if you want to, but my my actual like instant reaction is what I recorded of, of both rides. Yeah. Um, but I try and remember it now. But basically, I just noticed that the clutch and the throttle was just like instant. So soon, if you had like, the clutch, on, like kind of like an on-off clutch, like. Well, no, no, the clutch was fine. Sorry, it was the, it was literally the throttle. So if you had the clutch fully out. And you put some throttle in, it would literally just go like straight yeah. away. It had no like there was no easing it in. It was just literally power on straight away. And there were loads of these tight turns, and it was really hard to control it. So luckily, obviously, I've done the trial stuff, so I was using the, the clutch as much as I could yeah. to try and make it gentle. But it was just absolutely mental, just instant, 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 like going around these really tight turns and the bike was jerking around the corners. Oh, and I was just like, shit, this is really disappointing because I was so excited about riding it. But um, the only good thing was that um, you, so you go around this like big trail and then it, go, it takes you to a bit where you pop outside for a sec and you pop outside for the length of a hall and then do a 90 degree turn and then back inside. Oh, right. Onto the dirt. So you get to like been... put it in like maybe second or third gear, like yeah, second if you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. So um, so I would go outside, sit down, and then give it some. And because it had been raining the night before, like the power was unbelievable. Really, like, for me because I haven't ridden the bike like that in so long. I was just I didn't realize till I got to the end of it, and it was just straight that the bike was going sideways. Oh, because it was so powerful, just spinning up in this on the damn yeah, on the guy like, crazy it was Mental, up. it was crazy. Like, I couldn't. I thought my arms are going to come off. But yeah, and I, I don't know why, but I just wasn't expecting it at all. But it was yeah, nuts power, like really. Cool. I guess because you're just so used anyway, to so... like like the two fifty and the cub and stuff. Like it is a different animal. Like yeah, it's different, and it's modern field injection whatever like yeah it was and it was i was at the end of this straight bit which is a full length of like a um like i said the like exhibition hall thing it was over in like two seconds yeah so i was like wow this is really good anyway then i went back in and, I, and then basically you follow this guy around for one lap and then he disappears and he just you can do it as long as you want within that time frame so i think for the tenor yeah, so I, I think with the, for the tenor, I had about an hour booked, but by the time all the faff had gone and whatever, you had maybe 40 minutes left. So 
I was like, right, I need to get used to this bike. It's really annoying me because I really want to love it. So yeah, I was going around, right, and also you want to ride, you want to ride it, like yeah. So I was like, I want to just test it out and try and get used to this weird like throttle response and whatever. So I started using the clutch more and more, and I was getting more used to it. And I was getting like, because I was going relatively slowly because I was desperate not to drop it because loads of people have been dropping bikes and there's tons of people watching. And I was like, I don't want to be that guy. And it was also fucking heavy. So yeah, yeah, I was for sure. going like, taking it easy, going round. After the, I think the fourth lap I came in, I stopped near the guy. I almost dropped it when I stopped because I forgot how tall it was. And yeah. then um, I was just like, I'm just finding the throttle really weird that I can't... Well, I asked him if he spoke English first, and actually he spoke perfect English, so I could have asked him. <laughs> I was just like... Because I'm really trying to... ...do this and whatever, and he was just like, oh, I'll just put it in second. <laughs> so I was like, that is a good point. Why haven't I oh, thought is that what that? it is, the, the first so, yeah, gear? I, I said to him... Yeah. Well, that's what, so basically he said, try it in second. Also, this is a 2020 and they do have a map problem. They're not good. Oh, is that a thing? He was like, this bike, apparently. This bike is made like a rally raid bike. Made fast, not slow. So I was going to say that. I was going to say, because it was a rally raid one. Hmm. So he said, if you're you think if you'd ridden the standard one, it would have been all right. Well, he's on further in a minute. He was like, this is the reason it's not really good at slow speed. But if you try it in second, it's talky enough that it'll take you around the slow stuff. I did a couple of laps in second and it, like, it was really good. But I could just drop, I could let, let go of the clutch and ride it around in second. It was really smooth. Just pull out, and then, um, yeah, it was and it's balanced like really not still quite tall. So I went back in after and just the guy, like, yeah, that's changed it a lot. Like, I can't believe how different it is. Like, I really like it. And he was like, Well, have you thought about riding the world raid? And I was like, No, because it's really big. And he was like, Yeah, it's only bigger because it's a bit wider because of the fuel tanks, but give it a go because it's mapped totally differently. So right. I was just like, well, can I do it now? And he, he was just like, yeah, honestly, just get on it. So I parked up the other one, jumped in a world raid, and instant, like as soon as I stood up on it, I was like, wow, this is really, really balanced because obviously the weight's a lot lower. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I got on, I was riding around in first gear, and it was like super nice, like super smooth tried it in first on the tights, tried it in second, and it was just really, really decent. And because it was a gravity, it was even better everywhere. Like and even on the um right out the back it still was really fast. Like it was a really, that. really nice bike. I wonder if yeah, it's what, weird the op- what the options are for like getting them like what mapping programs or or ECU flashes or bits and pieces that are available for yeah. like a consumer. Like if you went and bought one from Yamaha, 
could you go and see them and be like, oh, can I have this map put on or I ride, ride it like this? Or... I assume you could. Like, but I didn't actually get a chance to ask him about that because by no, the time right. I'd taken the world rate back, um, yes. it was getting busy. Sorry, say again, Chad. You all right? Yeah, we'll be I was just yeah. saying, by the time I'd taken the world raid back, like um, it, he was getting busier again, so I didn't really get a chance to ask him. But I couldn't believe the difference. Just And he was in just on a different style of bike, and it makes a and massive what did you, difference. What and he did, was like... What did you think overall about the two bikes then, about the world raid and the rally raid? Well, so... You've always said you preferred the world raid before, even though I guess yeah. you haven't ridden it, but you like liked the idea of it and whatever, and you, the look of it and all that. And I was yeah. opposite. I was like, no, I just want the basic Tenere just to like keep it simple, whatever. But now I'm like the world raid because it was just so different. Yeah. And it's got longer range. Like it's more, like I said, more balanced and all that. And I couldn't believe how different the same bike was. I had no idea about that different mapping. Like they did one of those things like i guess if you actually went into the dealership and spoke to them in depth about it you'd know but they don't make that abundantly obvious no not at all and that's and that's they make one it thing just more... i also had no idea about yeah oh that's cool but yeah that makes really me want to go and do some test rides <laughs> and i could... the situation like that as well where you're actually riding it because it was slippery, like there was ruts everywhere. It was, and it was quite long. Like it took a good probably five minutes to get round. Mm. Um, and obviously you had. That how did you find riding a? How did you find riding a bigger bike on that on that terrain? No, it was fine. Like even with the first yeah. bike, like when I, by the time when I got used to it, it was it was not a problem. The only thing is, obviously, it's a lot heavier than what I'm used to at the moment, but. Yeah. I could easily get used to it. The, 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 the biggest change for me would definitely be just getting used to the power mm. because it was just like instant, like really crazy. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll, we'll circle back to that, uh, that topic in a bit, but um, I want to hear more about your under test ride. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Tenere was super cool. I really enjoyed it. And then after I had the Zero booked. Woohoo! I'm back from the old zero ride and it was actually good. <laughs> I was surprised because I was a bit nervous about it because of the no clutch and obviously the Tenere like throttle response was mental so I thought the electric bike would be the same but um, it wasn't. It was actually really rideable. Uh, the only thing I did find is suspension was really rackety like when I went over the bridge, it would like clonk out every time I got to the bottom. But other than that, it felt really cool. It wasn't also as uprighty, but I wasn't expecting that either. But yeah, so basically I just went in, the guy came over, he just like showed me the menus and was like, have you done this type of riding before? Oh, there we go. And I was like, yes, I have. So he put it on off-road mode and then, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. So. Um, it was pretty like nippy on the response, as in like it would go really fast. But um, yeah, it was manageable, definitely. Even in the slow stuff, I could keep it upright, like nice and easy. And around the back on that concrete section was absolutely rapid. Like 
I don't know. I didn't give it like that many beans because I didn't want it crash because it was sliding like the Tenere was. But you can't, you can't hear it. It's really weird because there's no noise. It's just like, why is the bike spinning up? And then so I'm not to trying out a Royal Enfield, like stopped at the end of the straight where you go fast as you can. And then he started going about looking over his shoulder and then he pulled right into my path and I was like skidding to stop and then managed to keep it up and then it was all right, all right. But I was literally like, whoa, what are you doing, boy? But um, he obviously didn't understand me because I was in French, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's been really cool, actually. I was going to do another one, but I'm just going to do the two today because otherwise we're going to run out of time because we haven't even scratched the surface of it yet. And you can hear some crazy old bike on some banked surface at the moment so we're going to have a look at that and then yeah i'll maybe do a bit more of an up update with tomo but that's my basic trail course here which i'm really glad i did see you so i was, I was a bit zero. nervous about the zero um it's like it's like the adventure bike one so i i thought is it like it a dsrx be... or a drsx or yeah, I think that's it. Because I thought it was going to be the more like enduro-y one. Oh, the FX. When I... Yeah, the FX. I, I thought it was going to be that one, but it was actually the, the one you said, the more adventure. Yeah, so like I think it's a basically... DSRX or a DRSX. Yeah, I should have probably thought about that before I spoke about it. But... Um, it's a DSRX. Ryan there should look. Yes, it's like we've got like a producer Perfect. on the show. Oh, nice. Cheers, Ryan. Um, I assumed so. The Tenere is obviously really off-road based, and I was looking at this like it was a road bike with off-road tires on it. Um, with zero. So I was a bit like, yeah, unsure about yeah. what it was going to be like. And then obviously you've got the fact I've never ridden. Punching it. Ryan's just it. absolutely belting through the Santa Million. Sorry. <laughs> I was a bit like, um, we well, haven't got a clutch, so I can't clutch it around the corners. Oh, shit. Got... Yeah, I will totally forget about that. Yeah, you've got a possible instant throttle. So I was worried, after riding the Tenere, I was worried that that was going to be a problem as well. Yeah. Then, like I said, I was looking at it like it was a road bike. Like, what was it going to be? And then just all these questions were coming up in my head before like I did. It. And I was sat with Batch just like, thinking about it and then there's because no one was riding them so i was waiting around for an extra like 10 minutes and i was like shit what's gonna happen and then um he took me into like the paddock area where all the bikes were and he was like have you ever ridden an electric bike before and i was like no and he was like okay and he was going through the menu on the handlebar and the screen and he was like so you're english and i was like yeah so he changed the language to english and he's like, have you ever ridden off-road before? And so, yeah, well, I literally just got off a Tenere, like, trying to be Billy Big Bollocks. And then he was like... Okay. Don't you know who he's I like, am? Okay. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm so you've Chazza. ridden this track. Yeah, I'm Chazza. He's like, so you've ridden this track. Yeah. So he was like, okay, so you don't need traction control. Let's put it straight into off-road mode. And I was <laughs> like, okay. Just thinking, I'm going to crash it. And then... um. I was like, cool, so, so do I need to follow you around? And he was like, well, haven't you been around the track already? And I was like, yeah. He was like, no, just go then. <laughs> so, <laughs> Classic break. And obviously, and he was just like, it's on. And I was like, yeah. I just, I was trying to not be the classic, like, guy. 
electric bike for the first time like i can't hear anything it's really weird but it was just weird because it's happening. on and it's just ready to go. You just need to turn the throttle and that's it. Yeah. So, got it. And I started twisting the throttle and started, nothing happened. And I was like, is it on? Like, what's going on? And then, um, then suddenly it just went, and then that was it. So I stood up straight away. <laughs> and then I was going and it was just <laughs> really off. quiet. All you could hear is the chain. And then I went past Batch and he was... Chain? Is it, not, is it chain driven or belt driven? No, this was a chain, I think. Oh, I guess if it's the off-road, if it's the adventure one with off-road, then they probably wouldn't want the belt, would they? Hmm. I'm pretty sure I could just hear the chain. Unless it was the disc. Yeah, because the, the, the other ones are belt driven, but yeah, I guess if it's off-road right, just ask the producer to find out. Ryan, find out. I guess you have no but, um, perception of where you're at. Like, you have no... No, that's the weird thing. You have no reference point of how fast you're going or whether you're actually at the correct speed for where where you're at. Yeah, because you can't hear the sound. Yeah, can't hear the sound. You don't know what gear you're in. Like, yeah, because there isn't any. So anyway, I was I got round and then I got round to the first corner, which is luckily quite quite wide. And I went round and I was like, actually, it's quite incredible. Well, like, On the Zero belt. website, it's a belt drive. Oh, well, there you go. We could I hear mean, the disc a, then, probably. It's a fucking big belt, but it's yeah. a belt. Anyway, yeah, right, carry there on. You go. So, um, yeah, get around this first corner. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, went around this first corner and, yeah, I was like, it's actually quite controllable. Like, it's responding like just what was the seat height like compared to the Tenere? Oh, it was much lower, like way yeah. lower. Um but and then also I felt like I was kind of stood over it rather than in it. Yeah. But did you try and pull the clutch at any point? I didn't actually, which is weird. A little ghost ghost clutch. The amount of times yeah. I've done that in automatic where I've turned my foot through the football. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. But I guess maybe because I couldn't hear it. Maybe, I don't know, because I wasn't expecting to change gear. Mm. But it was weird. But um, So the, you basically come around this like whoopy left, which was felt comfortable, go over a couple of small like whoopy bits, and then it's straight up over the bridge. Yeah. So I went straight up and over and then down, and then that's when I was like, oh. Because as I got to the bottom where the like wooden bridge hit the dirt, the front suspension was just like, it's horrible. You just bottom it out. Yeah, it felt like it bottomed out, and it was just mm. like, "Oh, that's not that's not great." Anyway, carried on rounds. Like, I mean, Zero don't exactly have like factory off-road teams. I'm not sure what their suspension's up to, but they probably do. But yeah, it wasn't good. Anyway, carried on round, and then I was just getting more and more used to it, and like the fact that I couldn't hear, but. I felt like I wasn't going faster than I was going in the end with the world raid because that felt really comfortable. But I was just like getting used to it. And then I got to the bit where you go outside and I was just like, oh, I'll just see what happens. Yeah. Gave it a fistful and then I, I was just in space. <laughs> it was absolutely mental. Really? I didn't think it actually stopped spinning until... I went to break. 
Did it just have it some like fifty fifty tires on it, sort of thing? No, it had no. It had some. I think it had TKC eighties on it actually. Oh, did it? Yeah, but it's it was just nuts. Like the Tenere was real. The Tenere was weird because the Tenere was talky, so it felt like it was pulling your arms off. Whereas this yeah. just felt like you were going way too fast. I have heard that on about the zero. It was weird, but really well, cool. Just, like... The zero at the Malay was like that, wasn't it? It was. Do you remember the oh the, the night the night ride? ride? Yeah. Oh yeah, on the, the zero the sprint, on, the, yeah. on the drag, it was just immediate. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, without experiencing it, it's quite hard to explain what immediate. I'm running for a piss, but you guys carry on because I'll be not long. Because, like you said, it's hard to describe it, and then actually doing it on this like slightly damp, like tarmac. Where the tire was just spinning up all over the place. Yeah, I it think just... it goes back to what I said earlier about the ref- there's no reference point, so you open yeah, it, but nothing does. happens apart from speed, and yeah. like, apart from the immediate, I'm going to go as fast as I can straight away. There's no build up. Yeah. It's like zero to a hundred, and that that's what you got kind of thing. Yeah, I think the weirdest thing about it was as well, though, is like I said before, like, it didn't feel like it was ripping your arms off. You were just like going with it. Yeah. Whereas the Tenere, you felt like you're going to fall off the back. So I don't, that's why it's weird. I don't, I, but I don't yeah, know that, why, that is strange. It was faster than the Tenere. But because I spoke to the guy when I'd finished, I was like, what, what are the details in this thing? Because when I went out the back, it was just absolute mental. And he was like, oh, it's not to 60 in 2.8 seconds. Yeah. Which is really fucking fast. Yeah, it's and... it's almost the, the the wrong way around to what you're saying, isn't it? That the zero should have ripped your arms off, and the tenere should have felt like you were just going with it. Yeah, but it's it was strange how that, I don't know. Maybe it's around. like the the setup of it, or whatever they've. I mean, maybe that's part of the suspension, which is wasn't so good off road, but it's better on the road. I don't know. Yeah, but it was really so, weird. But then. I'll... Carry on, carry on. No, all I was going to say was it was good. So, and even riding it on the off-road track, like, I eventually got used to it. And and um, one thing where it did surprise me a lot was when it got to the really slow speed corners, because I was like thinking, I'm going to need a clutch, I'm going to need something or whatever. I need to be really gentle on the throttle. It was actually really good, like super smooth. And I, I think it was the smoothest I rode around these really tight turns. Sorry if you've already covered this, but um, did your, you know, when you, I can't remember what it's called, if it's like regen braking or whatever, you know, when you like release the throttle, mm. did you find that that had much effect on your deceleration or did you have to use the brakes a lot or like what was the balance of that like? I don't think I had a chance to know because I had to use the brakes a lot because I got to the end so fast. But... Yeah. I had to oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, really cool to experience it in that kind of situation because I think if you went out on the road, yeah, you'd get that buzz of like instant acceleration and whatever. But like, I think riding it on this off roady trail was like different. So mm. it was quite cool. It made what me you said about that... go on, go on. What you said about that smoothness thing. 
I wonder if that's because of so from my experience of driving well I've, I've never ridden but I've driven electric carts and cars and stuff it's it's very smooth because it's a constant but constant torque. amount of torque yeah, yeah. there's no so yeah. if you like with a geared bike you have like rapid torque in, in first and then like slightly less than two slightly less than three slightly less than you see what I mean so it's like progressively gets like less like yeah, with, a, with right. electric it's it's sort of like you open it and it's very smooth no matter you could open it immediately it will still do the same thing it doesn't really have yeah, a, that it doesn't make a huge amount of difference whether you go 100% or 75% you're still going to get that linear sort of smooth delivery because there's no there is no gear to sort of shorten the the torque curve does that make sense yeah, that makes loads of sense. That is probably just it, isn't it? That's that's probably what it is. Is that there is there is no? I would always... Yes, it's immediate talk, but it's very much the same amount, no matter how far you you go with it. I would also be curious to see how it would compare to something like um, like one of the Honda setups with the DCT. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Because. I don't know how familiar you are with the Honda range, but they do a like a yeah clutchless, so basically like an automatic bike, right. like on the Africa Twin. Um, so I'd be I'd be curious to see how how it compares. I'd also like quite like to know what the standard Tenerife was like compared to the the uh, the Rally and the World Rally. Yeah, I mean I don't know if they're going to be. Well, I mean I think he did make a point about the Rally bike being. Like, like we said before, not very good for the slow speed stuff. But when I was just doing the accelerated bits in that minimal space, like the bikes did feel the same there. Um, but I don't know, maybe. I guess quite naively on, on my part. But um, yeah, we will need to test ride them. But I guess, yeah, quite naively on my part, I thought it was just like a almost like a trim spec. I thought it was just like, oh, they look like this or like, oh, they've got a couple of these little features or extra bits. I didn't think they were actually mapped differently. I thought it was just like the same motor that's dressed a bit differently. But... Yeah, and that's exactly what I thought as well, which is why initially I was a bit disappointed because I was like... Because yeah. it was... Yeah, I couldn't... I think the problem was I couldn't tell if it was my fault or if it was the bike and... In my head, I was like, it's not going to be the bike. There's nothing wrong with the bike. It's going to have to just be the way I'm riding. And as soon as he was like, oh, it's the rally, like, yeah, mapping. So the, was, there a, was there a huge difference? Or do you think it was sort of the the placebo effect of you've been told this is different, so you're going to feel different? Or was there no noticeable difference? There was no placebo. It was like... Right. Because as soon as really? I got on... Almost like a completely different bike. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like a totally different right. bike. And then he was like, what did you think? I was like, it's a different bike. And he was like, everything's the same apart from the mapping. And I was like, that's weird. But even riding the Tenere Rally in second made a huge difference. Yeah. But it was just... Because it was just... It's hard to explain, but literally going slowly was so hard and first on that bike and he was like you have to use loads of clutch and I was like yeah I am I am and he's like you need to ride in second and then he was and I did it and it felt much better 
but yeah and then the world raid was just another like i said different thing really odd so this thing will go oh he just cut out a little bit i said did, did the zero oh. feel heavy yes it didn't feel any heavier it felt the same but it did but it did well yeah yeah that's that's what i mean it didn't feel any heavier no, it didn't feel any heavier than the other two, um, but it was still heavy. But then, because you're lower, if you right. sat down on it, it, it was a little bit more controllable. But but that rally raid was really, really tall. Like I was literally on my tiptoes. Whereas the wow. the world raid was like my feet were almost flat, and then the, the zero, my feet were well flat, and my legs were bent. Right, yeah. Yeah, because the zero is always going to be, everything's going to be low on an electric bike, isn't it? There's no... Yeah, but the world raid felt felt more balanced than the zero. Right. That's interesting. My favourite bike out of them all was the world raid, 100%. Was it? Well, yeah, I really want to ride one. Because there's zero weight high on the zero, but nothing. There's no, there's no weight high on the zero. Um... Got fuel up high in the tank. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's I what think... I'm getting at. There's, there's like whereas with the world raid, was it the world raid? It's got the, the big tank. It's got a long. It's got a lot. Tank, yeah. It's got a lot of weight high. No, no, the rally raid had tank, which is higher, a lot higher up. And obviously, I had a taller bike because of the rally spec. That was the most unbalanced. Then the zero was in the middle um in terms of balance because. Well, I don't know why, but it just was. And then that might have been because I was like over the bike, like I said before. I wasn't in the bike. I was over it, like leaning over the handlebars because it wasn't really set up for standing. Mm. Whereas the um, the World Raid was set up for standing and, and also the, the, the two lower down on the bike because they're spread. Yeah. Over the frame, yeah, it's like a one one tank either side of the frame, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that that was the most that was my favourite bike by far. I think it looks fucking cool with the two filler caps as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, we've always spoken think, about that. It's just it's a bit. I more just think that look... Yeah, but the fact that it's got two filler caps and not just one. Yeah, <laughs> I just think that's quite quite a nice feature. I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about the third one. We got really into the uh, Tenere and well, the Hero. Well, oh, yeah. Well, that was actually it, though, because basically, because of what was going on, and it, I spent about an hour and a half riding in the end. And I, wow. just, I started to feel really bad for Batch. And then you just I did on the sideline. You didn't yeah, ride the KTM. Oh. Oh, that's, do you know. know what? That's the one I was most excited to hear about. Uh, well, for me, the one I was most excited about was the Tenere. So that's why yeah, I think because I, and because I got to ride the norm, the Rally Raid and the World Raid, I was like, I've ridden three bikes so, anyway. So well, you've ridden, yeah, you've ridden, yeah, exactly. No, that's choice. We can always go and ride KTMs from Lagoons anyway if you want. Yeah, but it was cool. The only thing, so then that kind of leads to talking about the Trans Alp quickly. So obviously I went to go and look at the Trans Alp afterwards and I was super excited to see it. Yeah. And like basically it's left me with a feeling that 
I need to ride it because when I looked at it in person, in real life, I was slightly disappointed because it feels a bit bland. I was almost expecting you to say that. Yeah. But, I mean, I wanted to ride. From what I've been hearing from, like, podcasts and just general... um, can't think of the word just the general feeling around around that kind of bike and that kind of class is that they are very much built to a budget yeah in that they are they are competing in a probably the most competitive class of bike at the moment maybe short of the big of the big capacity adventure bikes but that is the that's the kind of real buzz category of bike at the moment, isn't it? That kind of middleweight, yeah, do everything. Yeah, um, and there's this big kind of like ten grand kind of price point that they kind of are in and around. And I wondered if this new transat was not cutting corners, but if if like a few like quality details might have been overlooked to yeah to basically mass produce it and build it to a budget I don't like again this is me kind of speculating based on what I've read and heard and stuff but I I wondered if it might have felt a bit bland yeah which it did I think the problem did you is see the KTM that, yeah I did see the KTM but I don't like the massive the shit headlight on it and stuff. Oh, I fucking hate the front ends on those KTMs. They're so stupid. Yeah. And it, I mean, was the, uh, the KTM sorry, looks go, like go, a go. KTM. It was the um, the Harley there? No, there wasn't yeah. the Harley. The, Har- the Panamera. Oh, no, we didn't go back. So I saw a Panamerica on a different stand, which was advertising like luggage or something. And so I didn't yeah. really get a chance to look at it. And then we didn't have time to go back to the Harley. So... I actually didn't really see it, but I mean, apart from, from apart from it being a Harley Davidson and it costing one million dollars, I've actually heard no bad things about the Pan America. No, neither have I. But, so I mean, when I was in, when I went to France with my parents and dad, which brought um, when I was in one of the little towns there, there was a one of those Harleys there, and also a Husqvarna Norden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was Husqvarna there? Yeah, they were on the KTM stand as well, because they're the same, basically. Same, same. Because the Norden was really nice. That was yeah, the Norden's much cool. nicer. It's really, really cool. I really like that when I saw that. I've only, that's the only time I've ever seen it, but it did stand out quite a lot. So I noticed that the difference between those those two bikes were the colour and the headlight. If you sat on the bike, everything else was the same. So if you're looking at like the screen and the handlebars and all that stuff, it was all the same, apart from the Nordic. One between the KTM there. and the Husky. Yeah, that's so funny. I the mean, they are li- they are literally the same bike. So yeah, yeah, and also that's, I could have ridden more... the Norden as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like it's basically like getting in a in a Skoda and getting in a V dub and, yeah. and then the stereo and stuff the same. Like, yeah. So it's yeah. like that. But I mean I do like the look of the Nordens, but I didn't I could have actually test ridden one of them as well, but I didn't know. Um, that didn't come up online. But um 
Yeah, the, the trans app was just like oh yeah. Yeah, the trans app was just a little bit like disappointing to look at. Mm-hmm. And they like in the, the the next little booth next to it was the Africa Twin. And I was like, the Africa Twin looks like super fucking cool. Like the, even the colours also... like like the colour of the blue on about... the Africa Twin is bright. Yeah. And on the it's trans app, it's like this light weird blue. Like have you not made it stand out a bit more? So I heard a thing, I can't remember which one it was. It was either Motorcycles and Misfits or Lever Moto. This was a little while ago. I wonder if they're worried because obviously the Africa Twin is such a boss bike. So basically, because they sell so many Africa Twins, if they made a shit hot trans out, would they then lose out on sales on the on the twin? I would, is a is a is an argument or a or a theory. Yeah, but I think you're right. To be honest, Do you know what I mean. It's almost as if they're trying to not make it really good because they know what they've they've got a good bike in the Africa Twin. So it's yeah. more like, yeah. uh, you know, oh, we've got this. I don't know. I just yeah, it's it's a tricky one, but I still like. I think. If, um... Like the look of the new one, right. but again, I haven't seen it in the flesh and I haven't ridden it. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's like the next thing. I mean, we different things and blah 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 and whatever, but I mean, I'm pretty much set now on not getting a new bike, so it doesn't probably really matter. But I you should probably really find keen. you should probably try and find like a decent XL600 V twin transat. Yeah, I probably should. I have, <laughs> I have. This is like again, just well, I'm still on subject, but I've noticed quite a few like gold ones around in France. Oh, I haven't seen that colorway. What year was that? It's like a weird. I have no idea, but it's like a goldy color. It's still the the. You no, know, the one I really like cool is one. the like the like green, the minty green one. Yeah, that's cool as well. And, and you know, I you know, I'm not a massive fan of red. Like ever since yeah. I watched that Freddie Dobbs video, I love the red one. Oh, the red one's cool. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. So I mean, I'm basically going back to the new one. I definitely want to ride it and see if it's got that like. Because like one thing I'm going to say quickly as well is, before I rode the Tenere, like I hadn't the power or the speed. Yeah, that had gone. I don't know why, but it'd gone. To ahead like to think about it's also going to be fast yeah but now i've ridden it like i want to ride yours to see how that compares i want to ride something else like and i want to ride the tra- the new trans app to see how that compares to it it's a, but i wasn't bothered about that before so i don't know why i suddenly had now but i feel like i really i think because we're like such honda guys i really want the trans app to be better i, know. I don't think it's going to be better it's one of those things we are honda guys but i like the old hondas and i feel like i am always draw- i do really like those if since seeing the yamahas in the flesh at the bsb that we went to i still yeah. am quite drawn to them yeah i am as well but yeah like the old hondas they're, they're the good shit yeah no, that's that's standard. Although, again, 
sort of changing the subject, but haven't really finished Leon yet. But um, I've been looking loads at Tiger Cubs because I want to get back into the trials. So I'm trying to look at a load of old triumphs again. But yeah, it's such a classic. Tell me what roughly you are. your mind. I know. Well, I've already thought about that too. I haven't like started the chat yet, but I'm tempted. But yeah, I we'll just see. want to do it all. And, I'd love to do some trials. I know. We, well, you can definitely do long distance trials on your on the XL, and when the engine's not in bed. Oh yeah, shit. We haven't even spoken about that. And but the Timberwoods trial, the Sig Cup one, is yeah. has been moved to the seventeenth of September. Oh. Excuse me. So we can definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Rhino can do that as well. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I, so one of, the, um, <laughs> one of the places I've delivered to called Teapot Island, and it's quite a hot spot for. Oh, I know Teapot Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah everyone knows Teapot Island. A group that go there every, like every Saturday. And I think there's sort of like five or six of them regularly. And I think three of them have um, Bimmers, the the 1200 GSs. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, my God. They are beautiful bikes. Up close, they are so, so nice. The quality. But, yeah, they're just... Everything about them is just, like, class. I know they're a bit of a... Like, like Marmite bike, but up close, I think they're really, really, really nice. But that's that sort of be the pick I'd go for. What's What's funny about that is you've just summed up what GS riders do: just go to get cups of tea. Go to get cups yeah. of tea. They don't actually go on any. No, but but as but as a, like a what's, what's the word? Um, what's the word where you? Where you look at something and judge it by a complete way it looks like. Judge it by its colour. No, there's a, what, the aesthetics. Aesthetic, aesthetic, oh, aesthetic, yeah. Aesthetically, there are very, very nice. You bikes. can't fault them. They are, um, they are the quality of the build is very, very good. But the kind of punt that rides the GS <laughs> is not the person I want to go riding with, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> that's just that's just where I'm at with it. It's, it's just they have just attracted a market. Of it's a funny certain, how of, that happens, isn't it? Of a like, certain clientele. It's funny because like Audi A4s and M3 drivers have the same stigma. Stigma, exactly the same. Well, not the same because they're actual arseholes. I don't think <laughs> I don't I don't think people that that ride BMW GSs are arseholes. I just they're not. In, for, for me, they don't. I don't know. It's, oh, I'm not going in down the rabbit hole. But I'm just saying, aesthetically, yeah. there are very, very nice bikes. No, I, and I, I, I can't. Well, to be fair. I can't. I can't disagree with that because, like I said, the build quality on them is great. The design on them is fantastic. Like they're a very well built and engineered machine. I just don't like the people that ride. Them. I guess a side note to that is the people that ride them do turn up at Teapot Island, and they're in their mid sixties. Do you know yeah. what they are? They're basically e-bike wankers, is what they are. Yeah, like them. Man. <laughs> 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 no, he's all right because he's got one for the purpose. 
And he's also got a Honda, so he's all right. We've got yeah. a Honda CB500. It's the Mike Demon um, demographic, though, isn't it? That buy that kind of bike. GS is. Yeah. Mm. That's what I've seen at Teapot Island anyway. Well, it's yeah, it's the fucking cafe riders. It's, the fucking... it's also a Triumph Tiger that goes in the group as well. So, Chaz is no, Chaz is talking about Tiger Cubs, the originally like um, small capacity trials bike. Oh, these are Tiger Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we've yeah. fucking started off. Yeah, here. sorry, that's my. Um, did you want to finish up on the? Did you want to just have a final recap on the Leon show? Well, I want to go again. I want to go for longer. I want to watch the Supercross racing. I want to do more. Wait, like a full day of test rides, and I want to join the Moto, Moto Trial Club of Leon so I can do trials all day, one of the days as well, because I've got the trials <laughs> section, and. Yeah, I did. We did watch the Wall of Death as well, but it's fucking mental. How did it compare to the one at the Mallet? Because I thought the so one the at the Mallet was that fucking epic. Yeah, so the one at the Leon show, but we saw before with the crazy old granny on a go kart, and yeah. the yeah, the no, no, the one you, the one we saw. Do you remember? Yeah, I know. I was just wondering if she got a tits up. Well, no, it was a different group. So. <laughs> This one, I haven't sent you the videos yet because we wanted to talk about it on the podcast. But basically, so those two, the one at the Malay and the one we saw before are very similar. It's like 1950s style, like cool old bikes. Like the people are really like bluesy. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, with that that kind of style with the jeans and the boots. Yeah, yeah. Big baggy jeans and hats and stuff. Haircuts and the tats and like, the cars, yeah, yeah, no, and the old Indians, yeah. That's what you think of of Wall of Death. Yeah, these guys are just fucking mental and so French <laughs> is unbelievable. Like the 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 queue at the start was so it was really fucking long. We got there like twenty minutes early to watch the two o'clock show, and it was already like ramoed. And then, well, eventually there was a. It, I don't really know how to explain it. You kind of need to see the video, but. They did this Blues Brothers skit, and it was just weird, like so French. Like, they had this guns and weird stuff, and then <laughs> this guy. There was a guy with a Buell. So you know they always have a bike on the uh, rolling rollers, like the metal. Yeah, bike. yeah, yeah. There was a, it was a Buell XB12, which is what um, Uncle Ted's got, but it's like totally yeah. fucked one. And this fat guy just got on it. And started riding it. And then he was just drinking Jack Daniels at two o'clock in the afternoon out of a bottle. And then pretending to eat food. And then like smashing the plate. And then there's this girl just dancing like a nutter in the corner with the band playing music. It was just so weird. Like, sounds, that sounds really French. It was so crazy. And I, I've, like I said, I've got the video. So I just didn't read me and Bats just kept looking at each other like what is going on and the whole crowd was just silent and these guys are going absolutely no cheering no and then so that was before the show though and then they let you in and then you know normally they're like in a tent and they've got stepped viewing areas so people can see from the back this was just open like one level luckily we went around the back and we got a space at the front and then they 
the, the one cool thing was actually their bikes were all um like this kind of style bikes we like like these custom bikes but more modern and i'm pretty sure half of them were just brixton bikes really yeah with like flat track tires on and stuff they look they look really cool the bikes were nice um, oh good um and then the band came in and was playing in the middle of wall of death and then everyone came in and there's this crazy girl still just like shouting weird French shit and just dancing around like a nutter and then yeah. they were riding and then the first guy that came in got on the wall within like one turn you know they normally go around a few times then get on the wall yeah he literally just went straight, straight on the wall straight to the very top and Batch had never seen it before so he was basically running oh, Batch had never been to the wall of death I loved it no and the wall was the rickiest like wall i've ever seen i was leaning on it to look over and it pushed me off the wall when he went ah. around it was so like so flimsy and then halfway through the show like they kept pointing at something and i realized that like just below me like some of the wall had like snapped off <laughs> <laughs> it was so sketchy that is classic friend. um but yeah it was but it was good that was cool because it was so crazy and he didn't have to pay for it yeah, it's all so included, isn't it? Yeah, but, um, yeah. And I guess after that, I don't know, the rest of the show needed more time, but it was still good. That is my yeah. end. Oh, well, no, I'm very jealous. I wish I could have been there. Um, yeah. There were yeah. loads of, like, messages out in, like, the, the motorcycle groups around here about people going to the motorcycle shows here. Oh, in at the XL. Yeah, and I was kind of half tempted, but then I just never did it. Yeah, because I didn't know that was happening until I started. Yeah, I guess I guess because all of the like different distributors of uh are going to these shows because it's all like the release of all the new model years and blah 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 sort of thing, and it's coming yeah. into the riding season. I'm pretty sure before. it was like the week before as well, wasn't it? So they probably all just like moved over. Yeah. Whether they were doing a tour or whether like they had a UK contingent and then like a French contingent or whatever, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going to go again because yeah, oh, 100. percent So yeah, I need to just try and make it on don't we? Yeah, yeah, just ride the trans up over. Oh yeah, with Rhino in the back. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, Ryan's, I mean, Ryan's going to be at Teapot Island with a BMW. So. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, I don't really know. I think I've like dominated most of this podcast, unfortunately, but <laughs> with shitty internet and also Leon chat. But I mean, what time is half past 11? Could you, you do a off. bit of it? I, well, no, but I need to think about getting some sleep before the kids wake me up but i would really want to hear about the xl engine oh yeah well there's not too much to hear about that so basically it was like i'll just i'll keep it really brief even though it was like a really fun evening so i i'd basically been hitting george up about it a fair bit because i wanted to know how long it had taken him to do his rebuild even given kind of like social commitments and waiting for parts to arrive and like lack of motivation and like just like a realistic time frame anyway after like speaking to him and he gave like a rough indication of like two months i was like right well i can still definitely get it even if i drop the engine out of the frame and have it in bits on the floor i can still get it ready for the beach race 
that's realistically yeah. when it needs to be ready for. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah. And he was really keen. He was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come down one evening. I was like, oh, oh fucking perfect. And I think Claire was away for whatever reason. Can't keep up, but, um, so I was like, all right, well, and I'd originally planned to wheel the bike into the kitchen. Obviously, we've got that fat front door. So I was just like, well, I'll just yeah. wheel it in the kitchen and do it in there. But then it was actually quite dirty and we were like draining the oil and shit. So um, I actually made the decision to just hijack the barn that's like behind our place that definitely doesn't belong to us, but I was in there anyway. Because <laughs> um, I, noticed, I noticed like a few weeks ago that there's power in there and there was like a light on because like they were having some work done in like the masonette above us. And um, the light was like left on. I was like, oh, light in there, that's interesting. So yeah, like wheeled the wheeled the XL in there and um, made like a bit of a makeshift bike stand on top of like a paint a massive tub of like matte emulsion or whatever. And um, <laughs> nice. We just kind of got to it, and it was that classic like brief of you know we're gonna be oh, we're gonna be really methodical, like take a bolt out, like put it in a specific place, like. Had all these tubs out, and then we just got too excited and started stripping stuff. And before you know, there's like bolts all over the floor, and it's like, hold on, like, let's just calm down. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. um, anyway, so the engine on those bikes is so easy to take out because A, it's a really small motor, and B, it's um, what George had a good chuckle about was that, uh, well, I said I don't even know if it's the correct terminology, but it's like a stressed member. It's yeah, like it is. it's like part of the, it's like part of it. So like the frame isn't a complete frame. It's like into there's like a cutout where the engine is sort of thing. So yeah, yeah well, we did it on the XR, out. didn't we? Exactly in Pierre. So anyway, so it was quite quick and easy to drop out. Um, I wish we'd done the pod like on the night because it was actually a really funny night. Like my brain cannot hold that kind of memory bank. I can't remember half the shit. Um, but I just remember it being a really good evening. Like, it was a really good laugh. So, anyway, so dropped the engine out and then, like, gave it a good scrub outside sort of thing. Um, a bit of a wash. Then I'd, like, scavenged a load of old carpet from um, the unit next door to us at the brewery. They're like carpet fitters and they've got a massive skip outside with loads of like off cuts of carpet. And I was oh, like, that is perfect. The, ki- the kitchen at ours is obviously like stone and also don't want to oh, like yeah. stain it, stain it with engine oil or whatever. And also it's like it's stone cold on the stone. So like right. working on your knees, working on your knees, like on the stone and stuff. I was like, oh. I'm just going to nab a load of old carpet and then we've got something soft and eel on, something to soak up the oil and we can just like lay the engine out on that. So I was pretty chuffed with that actually, like had a load of old, fucked old carpet in the kitchen. But, um... but anyway, yeah, like <laughs> took it inside. Yeah, I was actually, I thought it was decent. Um, yeah, I took it inside and like it all comes apart super, super easy. Like none of the bolts... You know, like sometimes you're a bit dreading it, like, oh, am I going to strip these bolts or are they going to round off or like, am I going to impact drivers or like. Snap. Yeah, just like 
you know when you're just anticipating all of this shit with like an engine like these bolts probably haven't even been undone in almost 40 years or whatever yeah but we were surprised everything was like kind of loosening up quite nice like nothing was a pain in the ass and I remember halfway through George was like oh these bolts have definitely come off like before yeah because they were coming off so easy sort of thing and anyway we like stripped it all down on that and nothing was really that obvious you know when we like took Pierre's apart and we were like oh bloody hell like one of the rocker arms has snapped yeah yeah there was nothing like horrendous um, we still need to go over everything with like the calipers and measure the tolerances and bits and pieces like that um, but of it all like kind of of everything but when we got to this stage like even though everything was relatively easy it's still been a good few hours and we were both pretty knackered so we just decided to just like have some beers and just chill out sort of thing rather than like persevere because we like we've got plenty of time we'll have to just do it another evening but um did, did, you get... did you get the barrel off or did you just take the head off or yeah just took the head off um oh no no you got the barrel off yeah the piston up like the um piston was exposed and stuff yeah um so, and... so what what's your initial thoughts then just like a valve re re like set or whatever you know when you do the valve yeah, relap the back, relap the valves. Yeah, yeah, relap the valves. What about like cam chain and tensioners and stuff? So the cam chain was like had good tension, but when yeah. we um took it off, it was like the cam chain tensioner was almost a bit floppy. Yeah, I didn't know whether that was whether like the cam chain tension needed replacing. Or like yeah. the way that was mounted, if it wasn't mounted securely, if that had worked its way loose or whatever. But the way it's mounted, the bottom mount of it is in the actual crankcase in the bottom end. So that would involve splitting the cases there. Were you think that was causing that? I don't know. But um, but then I don't know. This is again really circling in and around, but. I don't know if you've listened to, I think it was the most recent Motorcycles and Misfits, but Miss Emma was talking about um, how Honda's old Honda cam chains were like notoriously noisy with those like self, self-adjusting cam chain tensioners. And she was like, oh, they are just noisy. But it is quite noisy. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure you have but... to spit the case to change it and not just take the side cover off? And the, and the flywheel. I'm not sure I'd have to have another look. Maybe have a look at it, because whilst you're in there, you might as well replace the cam chain, because you're there anyway. Yeah. And, and the slider and the tensioner, if they're not like really expensive, just because you've got I don't, I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think they are. Um, and then, yeah, really so, the valves. Yeah, because there's nothing really that that, like, obvious hmm. but I'm still not sure why it's a pain in the ass to start because I was ex- I read in the like diagnostics in the manual that like it would that could it could um, indicate like worn rings or whatever but I was going to say replace the rings as well anyway I was going to replace them anyway but they don't look that worn so 
Are you although are you gonna do a barrel and head upgrade? So at the moment it's 0.75 mil oversize. Oh is it? Yeah. In it's actually not which, like that slow. Which explains why it's got a little bit of power to pull you up the hills and, and why it feels a bit more lively than a standard one two five. Yes, which it does. So yeah. And I'm quite tempted to just leave it as it is. Yeah. Because would... it runs it runs it runs decent and I just quite like it. And also, if you put like a, a big ball kit on it or whatever, I'm sure Fastlane wouldn't mind. But technically, you should register it as a whatever it is yeah. and not a 125. Um, well, it's not anymore, capping... anyway, if it's plus 75. Yeah, but that's, you know, no one's actually going to know that. Um, but I was chatting to um, Jay um, actually about it when I saw him the other day. Um, which I'll get onto as well. Um, but he was basically saying how so many people used to do that. It was such a common thing, like, I'll oh, slap a big four on, slap a big four on, and then everyone just ends up like blowing motors up and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things where if, it, if I'm actually going to use it relatively regularly and do some bits and pieces on it, is it actually worth doing it or is it like just keep it? how it runs nice but just try and make it a little less noisy <laughs> yeah because it's really noisy that one I know it needs I don't know I really don't know what it is but hopefully after a few things so you basically haven't like got to the bottom of what you're going to order or what you're going to do no no so I basically need another evening because it took it was quite a quite a mission to get it all out and cleaned and into the kitchen and measured up and stuff. And it was quite late already. So it was kind of, it basically needs another evening of measuring and writing down like a shopping list and getting shit ordered. Yeah. Which is like, always like, anyway, it always takes longer than you think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I need to do that. But, um, but yeah. That's that really on, on the XL. But I was really worried about doing the engine rebuild because then I was a bit like, oh, once I've dropped it out, I then don't have a bike. But she just pissed the bed. Yeah. Well, it looks like I'm out for that, unfortunately. But at least we got updated on yeah. the XL as well. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, well, we'll have loads more to catch up on hopefully next week. But if not, then the Rhino Rumble Part 2 is going to be an epic because <laughs> we've got so many weeks to catch up on. I know, it's crazy. Otherwise, bro, just do a little roundup for you two. I know. Right, well, enjoy the pissy sheet. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Bye. Cheers, so, mate. Catch you in a bit. Wow, that was a bit of an epic to piece together. It's still very messy in places, but uh, there we go. Episode 26, that is all wrapped up. Um, stay tuned for episode 27 which is going to be our next episode which is going to come straight out from the plan at 1800 meters uh, so yeah if you're not already make sure you follow us on your podcast platform and on instagram on the socials there so that's at 1800 customs 
Give us a review if you haven't already. Share the podcast with anyone you think you might like. Who anyone you think might like it spits out. And um, yeah, we'll try and uh, continue to keep bringing you useless nonsense. If you've got any topics or anything like that you want us to cover, then drop us a message, DM us uh, on Instagram there, uh, or just reach out to myself or Charlie. A lot of our listeners do know us personally. So um, yeah, and we'll be sure to cover your topics, answer your questions, and uh, yeah, keep this thing going. So many thanks for listening and take it easy. Peace.